Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of the Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. So today we have two scripture readings. The first is going to be the epistle to the church in Corinth. I'll be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1 through 19. You're welcome to follow along with your own Bibles or use the ones located in the pew on page 1387. Hear now these words. Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind. Just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you are called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Our second scripture reading comes to us from the Gospel according to John. I'll be reading from the first chapter, starting with verse 29. The next day, he, meaning John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. I myself did not know him. But the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? And they said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, 
where are you staying? And Jesus said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. These are the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God for it. Will you pray with me? Gracious and holy God, thank you for the gift of this day, for the hearing of scripture, for the gift of the Holy Spirit that allows us to hear with fresh hearts and open minds. Our souls would want quenching by the living water, the living water offered to us through Jesus. So allow this water to flow over us on this particularly rainy Sunday, that we may hear what you would have us hear, that we may learn what you would have us learn, and that we will be transformed in the hearing and the following of the word. May the words of my mouth and the collective meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So we hear a wonderful greeting from Paul. Paul writes, you know, we know that we have lots of letters written by Paul, and he always opens them with a fantastic greeting. It really sets the stage of where he offers praise and recognizes how God is at work and and reminds the people who are going to be hearing this that Paul continues to pray for them, that they will continue to grow and be strengthened in the spirit of the Lord, that they would be followers of Christ Jesus. And then we have the Gospel of John, which starts with John the Baptist, of how he was baptizing people. He came out of the wilderness to lay the pathway for those to come to know Jesus. But never does he say, I am above Jesus, or what I have to offer is better than anything else. John remains humble in his call of preparing the way, proclaiming that you are to repent and to seek the one who is to follow. Last week on Baptism of the Lord Sunday, I invited you all to come to touch the water, to remember your own baptisms to remember that we are all called into this work that we see manifested through both John and the later disciples and also Paul to the Gentiles. We are also invited into this work, and today is no different. You may notice that I have symbols of water, symbols of light, symbols of the beach, um, in preparation this week, um, talking with Miss Kathy, she said that her niece would refer to this as Grandma Beachy. 
or coastal grandma, I think was the right term. And I'm like, what the heck is coastal grandma? And I'm like, can't we just acknowledge that it's the beach and it doesn't have to be generationally attached? Um, But what I want you to know is that a lot of the work that John did and what Jesus did was done through traveling, crossing rocky places, up and down mountains, but more importantly, around the sea and by the Jordan River. And this is a very different call story. We're used to Jesus, you know, the other gospel texts talk about Jesus walking on the shore and calling, you know, um, James and, and Peter to come out and leave their boats and to follow him. And this is a very different call story told from a different perspective. That we hear that Andrew is the one who makes contact with Jesus first. And then he is the one who goes and seeks out Peter. To tell Peter, hey, we have found the one we've been looking for. Also known as the Messiah. The anointed one. The one that they were waiting for. The scriptures had foretold would come to give them freedom to establish new kingdom on earth, but it wasn't going to look like anything they had imagined. This they would come to discover quite a bit later. But how interesting is it that if you listened carefully, John the Baptist, who we know is the son of Zechariah and Elizabeth, recognized the mother of Jesus inside the womb of his mother Elizabeth. For when we take this Advent story about how Mary goes and stays with her cousin Elizabeth, just in the voice of Mary, John the Baptist leapt within the womb of his mother. And yet in this passage, we hear John say, I did not know him. And he doesn't say it, Once, but he says it twice. So there's got to be something about the I did not know him that calls us to say, do we know Jesus? Because it comes to a different level of knowing. And that is what the gospel of John is focused on, which is signs. And belief. Seeing is believing. How many of you have heard that phrase? Seeing is believing. I have seen it with my own eyes. I testify to it. You should take my word for it. Right? And even when we say that to other folks, do other people truly listen sometimes or accept what we say? I'm getting a lot of shaking nose. Absolutely not, right? They're like, well, I'll believe it when I see it, right? And we know that this is true because Thomas, you know, has this bad rap at the very end of like, well, I wasn't there. I didn't get to see Jesus when he came into that locked room. I I need to see Jesus with my own eyes, right? And I think that's a common stance for so many of us, that this life of faith, this life of discipleship is one that we wrestle with internally of like, well, how do I know? How do I see? How can I come to believe? 
And sometimes it can be as simple as a word from someone else. I have found the Messiah. Come and see. There's this invitational spirit of coming to find Jesus in the most unlikely of places. What I think is interesting as we dig into this is, did anybody pay attention to the various names that were used for Jesus in this passage? How he was referred to by a lot of different names. This is the Lamb of God. Rabbi. Messiah. Jesus. So with all of these names, it evokes different images of who Jesus is. Different expectations based on what name is used to refer to Jesus. But John is saying that the one who comes after him is far above me and worthy of so much more than I offer you. There's something about Jesus that is worthwhile to look for, to see, So that you can believe. And I got to tell you, it's a whole lot harder to follow Jesus now than it probably was then. Because the world doesn't always see things the way that Jesus did. Right? So when these folks come and they find Jesus... Jesus knows, and he asks a very poignant question, and I think the question that he asks these new followers, these new disciples, is one that we should ask ourselves. What are you looking for? Where are you staying is how they respond. How many of you have answered questions with another question to avoid answering the question? (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and how many of you call you out on that and be like, okay, stop answering my question with a question. Um, but Jesus, you know, so they say, well, where are you staying? You know, a simple question, right? Um, so Jesus takes them to the place that he's hanging out at for that day. But they're very getting very close to the end of the day when they would have needed to return home and things like that. But But Jesus didn't give them a straight answer. He's just said, what? Come and see. Come and see this invitation to come and be where Jesus is so that we can see who Jesus is, that we may come to believe. So where do we see Jesus? I'm looking at all of you. Do you see Jesus at work? Do you see Jesus at the grocery store? Do you see Jesus hopefully here at church on Sunday mornings? Do you see Jesus when you are delivering food for backpack buddies? Do you see Jesus in your extracurricular activities if you are kids, youth? Do you see Jesus in the outdoors? I want you to turn to the person sitting closest to you. I want you to look at them. 
So much so that it gets really awkward and uncomfortable. All right, now y'all can look back at me. How, how did y'all like that? Was that fun? He loved how I said I knew it was going to be awkward and uncomfortable. That would be like me asking you to be quiet for five minutes straight. It would have been like, no way. What I wanted you to recognize is that each and every one of you contain Jesus within you. That you were created in the divine image of God. That you are empowered by the Holy Spirit just as Jesus was. Last week we remembered the baptism and it was the words given to John that says, When the Spirit of God and the form of a dove comes and remains on this person, then you will know that is the one that we are preparing for. Friends, the Spirit of God has come and remains on each and every one of you. And sometimes we forget that. But we come here to remember, we come here to see, we come to reinforce our faith and our belief, and we come to stare at each other in awkward ways and uncomfortable situations to remember that we are all filled with the Spirit. That we all have answered the call to come and see. And it doesn't stop there. We are also called to go and invite others. To tell them about Jesus so that they too can come and see. But I want to be very careful to say that this coming and seeing who Jesus is is not confined to these walls. The coming to see Jesus can happen at work. It can happen at home. It can happen in the grocery store. It can happen on the sports field. It can happen no matter where you are, the library, in your social group, coffee hour, when you're hanging out at your favorite coffee shop. Is your life bearing witness that the Spirit of God is within you, that you are carrying Jesus into those places Will they see Jesus in you? Will they want to come and see? Because seeing is believing. May we all live a life as followers of Jesus, extending the invitation just as Andrew had done for Peter. May we remember the grace of Paul, of invitation into this community that can continue to grow and grow and grow. There's much work to be done, friends. Let us get to it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.